And we are back. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining today. Thank you for being here at Rankable. This is episode 15. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank. And today we have a really interesting topic today. So we're going to be talking about you know, digital marketing in traditional organizations and traditional industries, right? So I have two special guests with me, um, one who's a part of iPool Rank, Director of Revenue, Chris Hart. And we also have the CEO of SiteComply, Seth Dodderer. How are you gents doing? Doing great. Thank you for having doing me, well. Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining. So so the main thing for, for listeners out there that we wanted to cover today is really just how do you incorporate digital marketing in traditional, you know, traditional industry. So for those who aren't familiar with it, SiteComply, you know, is a, is a company that enables property owners and managers to transform how works get done at the properties. So anything from inspections, maintenance to capital projects and more. So currently they're actually used by 65,000 plus buildings and over 1.5 billion square feet of real estate, which is huge. So they're one of the fastest growing companies in real estate tech um, and one of Crane's best place to work in the last three years. So glad to, to have you, Seth. I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, you know, share some good laughs and some good stories and can't wait to share with the people. And um, I think a, a great starting point would be, I would love to hear or start with your story in terms of you starting at marketing with Conductor and how that, you know, industry experience transferred over to what you're currently doing now to site comply. Uh, you bet. I would love to do that. So yeah, I got my start. Um, I joined Conductor, was marketer number one at the Conductor before it was even Conductor, uh, <laughs> and uh, got a huge opportunity to see that growth um, through the years, through the, the eight years that I was there at Conductor. Uh, mm -hmm. We started off on that team and and I was doing everything from, uh, you know, taking out the trash to trying to code up that, uh, you know, first website uh, and, uh, you know, figure out those CMS systems uh, all the way through to building a market, building that enterprise SEO market and having that, you know, product marketing demand gen, you know, uh, corporate marketing uh, activity. We got about 14, 15 people in the, in the, in the team there. Uh, and saw that grow as conductor grew through the years and saw that, you know, I joined it, I think there was 18 people in the organization and wow. you know, see that rise through the 250. Um, I love to see it now on the, on the Capsus Forrester waves. I just caught it, you know, the other day. So shout yeah. out to the conductor peeps and getting those, those enterprise tool uh, awards again. But, you know, the, the really awesome part was I got to see how so many different and diverse kinds of companies did marketing. You know, you'd look at this is REI and what they do and their business to consumer marketing. And then you'd go and talk to uh, here's NetSuite and here's how they do big B2B financial based marketing. And then you'd be like, okay, here's City and they do dabble a little bit of both and seeing not only um, you know, how they did marketing, but where their digital marketing efforts fit into the rest of the organization, where you could take best practices on execs who got it and gave you that green light and who they didn't. And that was, it was a huge opportunity to get started. Um, and, and you know, when I, when I left there and joined SiteComply, um, the, the really the opportunity to take the knowledge and those learnings and everything like that and trying to apply it to a very traditionally, uh, you know, under uh, utilized technology industry was was amazing. It was amazing. Totally, totally. So I, I would love to, to know about that. I think we spoke about it in the green room, right? I would yeah. love for people to hear about it. So just knowing that you're coming from Conductor, which is an SEO enterprise tool, right? It's hard for us as marketers and salespeople not to utilize that knowledge and say, look, I'm gonna hit the ground running with some SEO, I'm gonna do some paid ads, social, the whole nine. So what yeah. was your approach, like starting off as the, you know, day one, what did that look like? And how did you, you know, what were some of the things that helped grow to where you guys are today, which has been phenomenal? Yeah, so I think, you know, the 
first day one, you know, we probably took a couple missteps and did that same playbook is did the same thing of like, okay, let's start running those paid ads. Let's start doing that, you know, yeah. long tail SEO optimization and run for that. And, you know, we hadn't taken that step back and said like, there are not a lot of people in the real estate industry who are sitting down in front of, you know, Google and typing, you know, property operation software, you know, into, into the search engines. Right. And so what we realized is we had to go back and do that same thing. We were building an industry. You know, when we first started a conductor, SEO was not a marketing function. It was a technical function. And we had to make it a marketing function, you know, through that same thing. Um, you know, I remember that day when I first got Marketo and Eloqua, uh, you know, as a marketer and we went from moving from blasting email lists out to, you know, setting up the rules and how we were engaged with people. Um, and we have to build that same, you know, industry and we still are building that same industry uh, at SiteComply and saying, hey, if you could manage the way your properties work, the times you want things to happen and you can be the architect and use leverage that, it's a huge deal. But, but, but that thing of saying, what I was successful at in my last gig, I'm going to go do ahead again, I think can be so super dangerous, like for yeah. a marketer to do. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Like how, how, how much in this industry, cause we, we see, we see it here in, in the, in the digital marketing space, companies call, you know, you, hi, we want services. And then they'll, they'll, you know, maybe go sign with some company that says they're a vertical specialist in that industry. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just just riv you know ripe for for errors and problems right because that vertical specialist only does that industry doesn't see any of these other outside problems you know and it turns into you know you've just signed with a company that has no idea of the no the unknown unknowns right they just that's know the exactly one, right. one thing right and and you know as we were kind of talking about this and you know getting warmed up it's the equivalent of like hi i just spent millions of dollars on building a ship and i have it in my you know my dry dock and i just kind of let it go out and then it tips over right and then yep. you, didn't, you didn't launch your ship right and you got a wasted million dollar product right or whatever the yep. cost of it might be because you went with some specialist that only knew how to do one thing so right? that's right how much how much of that amalgam that 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 vision you got from working with all those different cool companies at conductor has allowed yeah. you to then pivot and and re and reapply that to what you're doing now absolutely it's it's a huge part of it you know and i think um like the bottom line is two two things i take away from that one is never surround yourself with people who think like you like and that's especially true in my case because nobody yeah. wants that like it's like <laughs> you can ask anybody at psychofly they're like we'll take one and one only of someone who thinks like that right but if you can if you can surround yourself with people who like don't think exactly the same way not only are you going to bring those different tactics but you actually have the conversations of why are we doing this like exactly. what are we trying to accomplish and then go to the how are we going to get there you know, is it that we need to spend more time developing that early stage content because we right. just need that awareness and that's what we need? Or is it, you know, we are chasing a competitor. There's already RFPs out there. And if we're not in the game, we're losing. Right. You know, totally. there's not a one size fits all for that. And and you got to be able to go with folks who can help you understand and bring the tools that they brought to different experiences yeah. to come solve your problems. It's just like, that's the, that's the way to get yeah. ahead and, in general right. in life, I think, and, and not just, you know, right. digital marketing as well. Yeah. So. Diversity is usually the best, the best solution and the same thing, right? I mean, it's the reason why farmers plant 
different crops around each other that aren't affected by the same, you know, pestilence of some sort, right? So, mm -hmm. so one bug doesn't wipe out everything they're doing, right? But it's also a case in the point where if you go with that specialist, you're getting the same rinse and repeat thing they just sold to 25 other people, but you're paying the full price. That's right. right? You're, not, you're not getting any custom thought, right? There's no, there's no cool thinking going involved with that, right? You might get a little initial boost in the beginning because they have a little lay of the land, but you're you're then thrown right back into the rinse and repeat playbook. They're, they're yep. cookie cutter exactly. every other company. Exactly. exactly right. And a rinse and repeat won't work in that. I think the big, biggest takeaway I took from you just now, Seth, is just understanding your market, right? You guys yeah. understood, like, you could have easily said, first of all, you, nobody's going to search for a vertical that you guys are creating, right? So right. nobody knows it. So how can that, that's not going to be applicable for you guys. But the fact that you guys were able to say, hey, we're going to create content, build awareness. We're going to show them what is the true value behind that. I think that was genius from a marketing perspective. Because like you said, you could have spent money, resources in other areas, and it could have been, yep. been trouble. Like literally this way we sold software in this industry was like jump in a cab, go to somebody's office, shake somebody's hand, right? You know, that's the old school real estate way you sell software. And the solution to, to no handshake now, you could elbow. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on how we have to adapt on that. You know, we're we're far away. But like the, the the thing on that was the solution wasn't to say okay let's switch entirely to a outbound SDR driven like you know like it wasn't like replace your relationship selling it was figuring out how can you bring bring efficiencies and bring the tools and the tricks that you used in the other side of things to get out there and say okay maybe we don't need to be there but we can have the same kind of conversations how do we focus marketing on creating environments that are going to be successful for salespeople to introduce more efficiently and and how do we measure that and move forward on those kinds of things you know That's you roll yeah Very you roll i think the key word you used in there is, is relationship right i mean you know technology is beautiful but technology on autopilot is very dangerous right Absolutely. and if you really get to take your experiences to foster and build a strong relationship whatever industry you're in with the people you're trying to sell to that, you know, that relationship will go way farther than the shiny yep. bubble thing that somebody exactly. thinks about. There's a perfect example in our, in our SDR outreach that we used. We realized that when our SDRs, our sales development reps, right, put in a random story from their personal life in the beginning of an email, they got better responses than when they just went with feature, you know, value benefits first. It's like, hey, I just got back from being a week off, you know, had a great time with the kids. Anyway, if I could ask for you just a second and move forward with that. And we're like, why does this work? Right. Like it, mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite thing that we think about in marketing, which is not make it about us, you know, make it about the, the customer. But in the reality, the customer wants to have a relationship first totally. and everything you need to do has to in B2B. It's like everything has to start with that is our marketing supporting a relationship development with someone one to one down the road. Because if it's not. Absolutely. You know, I think that's in sales in general, especially with all this going on. And like you're speaking my language because that's something that I do totally. Right. So what I yeah. do on LinkedIn, right, instead of me saying, hey, we're the best SEO agency out there, we, we're great at creating content. It's, hey, these are the things I've overcome in my life and also how I applied it 
to digital marketing and now it's relatable. Yeah. Now yep. they want to buy from somebody. Now it's like, hey, I know this guy or me jet skiing with my child. They're like, oh, he's a great dad. I can right. get this guy, <laughs> you know? And that's so important. I think even today people will overlook that. You can't just think of it just like marketing. Hey, you know, yeah, I said, put a post out there. It's like when you work from tools like Zoom Info, sometimes you forget there's a person in the name. You just think of a name to get to the target. You know what yeah. I mean? And as a person, they have goals, they have, you know, feelings. And then once you get to that, you know, and establish that relationship, it makes the whole process that much better. Right, exactly right. It, right. It goes to that, hey, I'm going to speak in a public forum for some particular reason. And the, the thing that gets people to love you is the self-deprecating humor that normalizes <laughs> yourself, makes you very human oh, to people, yeah. right? You know, and and as a parent, like, I'm trying to teach my daughter that, you know, mistakes are not a bad thing, but the mistakes are the important thing and you move on. They're all learning experiences. So I'm bringing this back around into this topic of how, do, and I talk a lot in my hands. I'm sorry. For That's all that. good. That's all good. But, um, you know, you're in this traditional, potentially traditional business, right? Yep. But then you're applying remarkable marketing skill sets to this, to a group of people that suddenly ha that haven't been approached this way before. How yeah. is that reception and that approach after you've got the relationship going, right? How, how is that opening up? It's been amazing. It's look, look people want to build community. They want to be involved. Like mm -hmm. what you and Jared are doing right here is building a community, right? And, and, it's a, and it's a way to do that. We started off and we did this at Conductor where we're like, what started off as 12 people in a room, you know, at somebody else's conference became 1500 people, you know, industry event, uh, you know, party on the deck of the Intrepid, all that fun stuff. But what drove that was we're not talking about us. We're talking about how do we make marketers better? How do we help them go forward? We do the same thing, you know, how can we share information? How can you run a better business? How can you make it safer for your your t residents? How can you make it healthier? How can you improve it? How can you improve your bottom line and make your, your residents happier and safer? Like if we can do that and help you with that, it'll come back. The community comes back and it'll go from there, right? Uh, and we did that same thing. We have our Real Focus event, which started the same way and, you know, now has 500 people, you know, coming and things like that you know, last year. And we're, we're all on digital. We'll figure that out this year. Uh, but next month, and, you know, it helps. You say, here, here's a real estate, you know, company. It's uh, family owned and the next generation is coming in and they grew up doing everything on their phones. And so they need to make that transition. Well, how can they help explain to everybody else how they, you know, they can do it and, and go from there. And, and, you know, that, that is always the thing is let your customers be your advocates. You know, that's, yeah, the, you know, that's the, to get out there. And, and to that point, like you've been there now for a, for a good bit, right? Yeah. So you've, five you've, years, got, yeah. you've gone through some of these ups and downs and whatnot. How much of this community have you seen start to kind of reach out to you as they moved on to other things, right? You, I'm, you know, I'm focused on the relationship doesn't end when the person stops working at one place. The relationship is just as strong when the person goes to a new place. How's that impacting your business? Yeah, no, it's it's a great point. And like, I think if you overlay that, that repeat dynamic with where are you in building a market, you know, that's a later stage market event, right? Yeah. When you start having people like, hey, I'm going to take you along because I've used your product or a product like yours at my last company and I go into this company and they have nothing like that. You need to reach out and grab that, right? And that's an, an indication that you've got a mature technology market, right? When you first yeah. start in that five years, yeah. you don't have any of that. 
right? You don't have any of it at all because you're pitching to maybe a customer, a new product they might use in a new way, um, or you're saying, hey, will you buy this kind of thing for the first time? But it, it snowballs and keeps going from there and you get to it. And we've seen it now where, you know, people pick up the phone and say, hey, yeah, I just got a new, started a new job. Can we bring site comply in? It's like, that's awesome. And, right. you know, that, that has led, we, you know, we're actually up to 1.8 billion square feet, you know, of, uh, you know, so I got to keep getting our, uh, you know, our about us things, right? But like, <laughs> There's a huge amount of, of, of folks that are out there using our product and they're learning and we're learning it from all the times. But I honestly think we have just scratched the surface. This is such an industry that is so ripe for disruption in that side of things that like there, there's a lot left to come. So what would next plans be? Like where does the disruption go? So in our industry, I think there's all kinds of things, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I often talk when I talk to people like, uh, if you live in an apartment building, how happy are you with like the the service of your property management and company and how they get through there and what your interaction can be, right? Well, your your property management company wants you to be thrilled, right? They don't. The last thing they want to do is go through a turn, but they may not have the solutions and and mechanisms to be able to run that the way it's cost effective for their organization. How can right. we scale that? How can we make that grow? Um, and then how can we start tying into other technologies um, in the real estate space. Um, this for us right now is about how do you manage what your people do, but but it's also triggered by data feeds, right? If mm -hmm. you get uh, if you get a we we are constantly we pull about two million different data points every day, just in New York about the buildings in in New York, and and we use that to trigger things like oh you're 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 better have a maintenance person head out to that building because something's wrong. Well, imagine now when that that starts to go and an Internet of Things device is going on, a water sensor says hey ping someone to go take a look at this and then automatically shut off that valve. These are, you know, amazing things that can make our buildings better, can improve the, you know, and, and we view it as, you know, there's lots of work to be done on how, how to make where you live, where you work, where you play a better place. And, and there's lots of technology there. I was, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> like I, would, I would love to be proactive and have the property manager come fix the toilet or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you like... Need, an Internet of Things toilet. My flusher isn't working. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, and, and this is the sort of thing that like property managers struggle with, right? Because yeah. there's a there's a wide variety of like, how many people do I need for each one of these? How can I service them the best way? Well, if you can put 20, 30 percent, you know, efficiencies in place, that makes it a better spot. It just makes it a better spot because oh. you don't have to say, all right, how fast can I go? And what can I do on those kinds of things? You're right there. It's already happening. And things are happening the way you'd want to happen to, to you know, make it a better, better environment. So, so staying in the environment stage, right? Like, yeah. Aside from, I guess you come in and you have a conversation, theoretically, it's a conversation with the building owner manager, and you've got that, you know, efficiency, savings, profitability yeah. conversation. When do you start having conversations about improving quality of life with residents? Is that part of a thing? Does that happen? I mean, is there this conversation on the Internet of Things? Hey, I could put sockets in your house that turn off your electricity when things aren't and your electric bill can go down and your building could become more, you know, could become greener. And then you get these other credits or, or pay less money. Like, has that started to occur? 
Yeah, I mean, those are definitely part of the conversations. Um, there are a variety of pieces. Obviously, the win-win is when you're like, this is a budgetary savings, it improves the quality of life for your folks, and it helps the environment. You know, those are like the triple crown, you know, the triple wins where you're able to line those up. Um, you always have to make it something that is, uh, you know, relatable to the person who has to pay for it, who has to do for it, you know, and that's just part of the business of making sure that that's, that's out there. Um, but, you know, um, there are always conversations about like, how can we make this better? Like every, every property manager would love to be able to offer a better experience at the same price. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that. So when you can think about, well, wh what kind of market are you in? Are you in a class A market where you're like rent is not really an issue and there's like, it's more about amenities or are you in a different environment where it's like cost and price sensitivity is the thing that drives the entirety of our market. And like, if, if you can't get there, you know, how do you do that? And then the regulatory side, right? What do we have to do? What do we need to do um, to make sure that things are safe and, you know, careful and that they're set up appropriately and that they manage that within what's called the NOI, the net operating income of that building. Because every one of these buildings has their own, you know, budgets and PLs that runs just like your business does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I could I could totally see how how your performance with the 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 building management becomes a a building manager's or a building owner's, you know, gem in their, in their crown to go market yep. to new residents, right? The, the that's thing exactly you're right. performing makes it easier for them to go get better clients, right? That's that's exactly right. We have resident portal integrations. We have our own resident portal tickets, those, all those elements. Um, but, you know, for instance, the, the turns is a big thing, right? Someone moves out of one of your apartments. How long is that apartment off the market before someone new moves in? Well, if you've got to coordinate everything, you're doing it by hand, there's someone, you know, sending post-it notes and following up what has to happen in that. It takes seven days for that turn to happen. If you can get that on two, that's five days of additional rent, you know, that is collected from that. Everyone's happier. They can move in back faster. They, you know, everything is seamless. It's not a pain in the butt to move out of that. And, you know, it, it's a win-win-win for everybody on those situations. Those are the kind of things that, that, really can drive and where technology and marketing about how might you to new markets can re can really thrive. I have a couple of clients or we have a couple of clients that are in the real estate business. If we could connect that technology to them and get some money moving between us and get those pocket deals happening before those other vendors put them up. Let's you go got do it. that. Do you that. got it. You got it. Absolutely. Exactly right. So, you know, but we, everything from evaluating potential businesses or buildings as an acquisition target and saying what's going on there and what are the inspections that we need to do and making that more efficient all right. the way through to ongoing maintenance is like something that, you know, 10 years ago wasn't a thing, you know, five years, the way we do property management two to three years from now will look nothing like the way it's been done for the last 50 years. And Property managers who adapt will will be competitive and succeed. Are you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. I'm curious because um, obviously this this industry has been every industry has been impacted with the COVID, right? I can see yeah. it either going one way where you guys are skyrocketed. I can also see a way where it kind of stay flat. Like, I'm curious, like how were you guys really impacted with that? Like um, in terms of like the way you interact with people, like you said, the the yeah. relationships have changed. Like just how how has that infect, affected you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, early March, you know, and everything like that, everybody went into like, Hey, 
I'm trying to just figure out how to, you know, get everything settled and like, yeah. you know, don't talk to us at all, yeah. which was a fun way to start the, you know, the, the end of the first quarter. Um, around, yeah. Yeah, was, uh, around, you know, April, May, people started saying, hey, actually, we can talk a little bit more because we're working from home and we're not hopping between, you know, properties or things like that on how we can do efficiencies. Um, in early May, we had a client who came to us and said, we want to provide a better level of service about our COVID cleaning routines and disinfecting routines. Mm -hmm. And they went to the CDC website and were like, hey, well, here are the things that they say to do. And here are your like recommendations on what should your people wear to be safe and what are the mm -hmm. right chemicals and is it enough to disinfect it? We put in a workflow into our app we, they, they contacted us on Thursday. We loaded up on a Friday. By Saturday, all their properties were actually using that to make sure that there were disinfectants going on. These are senior living in you know areas where like this makes a real difference. And we had a we had a one of our customers that said like using your product literally saved lives in in, in our buildings. Amazing. And it was one of those things where like. You never expect to say that, right? You know, you, you go in and you say, as a marketer, we're not saving lives here. We're, we're you know, selling products or making things better. And we literally got feedback of you have saved lives in our building, right? Which was yeah. awesome. It was it was amazing yeah. to see. And like, it's also just amazing to see the customer success and the people like rally around that kind of stuff because, of you know, they, they care deeply for for our customers and getting them out there as well. And, and, it, and, it, and it was awesome to see. You know, I think there's more of that, right? What happens to make sure things are done the right way? Um, we're going to continue to see that. And as people go through stressful times of like the dollars and cents of it, you know, and how can we set it up? You know, being efficient is going to really matter, you know, and that's and that's where we've gone there. But that's a pretty amazing story, right? I mean, think about it. In 14, 14 days leads to a leads to a spike, right? You know, yeah. and you solve something in in forty eight hours. Yeah. To be to be preventative. That's a, that's a pretty good thing to be able to, to be able to put up. Yeah, it was it, it was a, it was a good day when when we we heard about that, and you know, yeah, it was fun. I was gonna say the, the willingness to adapt, though the fact that you had it on Thursday and then by Saturday it was deployed. Like that's what separates the good from the great. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, yeah. that's, that's the that's the main thing right there. I took away from that, and it really added yeah. impact. That's like amazing. Yeah, I mean you gotta like early, early, early. You know, jump in front of that stuff. When you're early in the market, you can't afford to sort of like let it out and you know change over time, yeah. right? You know, you just gotta jump and you gotta be able to go yeah. and you have to be uh, nimble. You have to just yeah, go. Exactly right. Yeah. Seth, be nimble. Seth, be quick. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm not jumping over anything here. I'm going to sprain, a, you know, sprain something. I've been sitting oh, in front of Zoom for the so, last six months. So, obviously, you're on a curve, right? Yeah. Do you see? And this will be my final question. Yeah, it's all good. We're coming up on our time, but do yeah. you do you see now competitor acquisition falling into your market mix in the sense like that, right? You know, how's that yeah. play? Yeah so, yeah, so there's like there's lots of opportunities here. Um, there are overlap areas where we talk about tenant interactions, those Internet of Things things that I talked about before. The the adjacent markets on this are there's an incredible number of opportunities there. You know, like. Um, there's no one size fits all roadmap that people want to do. Some people are like, I just want to move off of pen and paper inspections onto a digital format. And if I can put some automation in, great. Other folks are like, 
I want everything automated and I want internet of things, devices, triggering things. I want data pools in there. And we're like, great, that's awesome. We can go as wide as you want there and as deep as you want. Um, there are a lot of smart people thinking about this. Um, and I don't think it just exists in, just in real estate either, by the way, I think in um, education, like just watching my three kids try and mm -hmm. do the virtual schools aspect yeah. of it. You know, look at something like, you look at something like uh, the, uh, the language learning stuff, uh, Duolingo and stuff. And that's like so base level, but like when you think of what they do all day and what are the interactions and how can we trigger that and how can we make that more immersive, huge opportunities in, in education, I think. In I still think there's huge opportunities in real estate, uh, those aspects of it. Health, you know, it's tricky because you gotta be like, you know, overlaps, you don't wanna, you know, get too far ahead of your skis in that. But these yeah. are industries that are very old school and have been done the same way for a long time. Uh, this is beyond just the acquisition question, I guess, yeah. but like, you know, are, are hugely, hugely right. Yeah, exactly right. There, there's some in there as well. So like, you know, we have a product site comply learning, for instance, that is an educational product that teaches folks in New York city, how to comply with anti-sexual harassment discrimination, because it's like our customers are there, they're in a solution. They need a, they need a product to comply with this law. We offer that solution and there's areas to offer it up in there. There's some, some really cool overlaps as well that, that, that go through in that. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good fun. stuff. It's good and stuff. It takes us back to the part of, of not being cookie cutter, right? Like the That's opportunity exactly right. to, to be, the, the willingness to act on a thing, the willingness to be unique, the willingness to be different, all in the same bag, right? Yeah. Like you don't. And it goes back for people's individual careers. I'd, I'd say the same thing. Like, Figure out what you're trying to do and try and stretch that. If you're not in a spot where you are able to fail safely because you're trying to do something you've never done before, you're not in the right spot. You know what? You don't want to be so over your skis that you're lost, right? But but if you're not in an opportunity where you might fail and it won't bring down your company and it won't bring down your department, it won't bring down you know you personally as a, as a job, but you're stretching and doing something you've never done before, that's a good good place to be in. You can stretch it. And you're gonna you're gonna bring the rest of your company along with that. You know if, if you can keep yourself in that zone, um, uh, that's what we try and do all day long. Yeah, I I would have to agree that we do the same. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> we it's great so stuff. Much stuff in the fire, man. We've got so many things going on. Uh, for in terms of content, man, we've made a movie. Uh, shout out to Mike. I saw TV. that. I thought that was awesome. Was I watched that. I watched that. It was really really cool. I got a, it's very purple vibes. It's got all the poofer and blue for eye cold blank. Yeah. It's got, it's <laughs> That's, that's what we've been doing, man, since, since the, the COVID, just adapting, right? How do we stay? How do we have multiple touch points across all channels, right? How do we stay top of mind and just kind of hunt and hover? And it's it's really been working for us. Kind of like what you said. It was like March, April. It was like, all right, Jared, don't talk to me. I just, whoop, everything's yeah. just gone. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, when gone. it comes to June, July, it's like, Jared, we're opening up. Just be patient, man. We're there. And now it's at the point I've got a meeting like right after this. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm going to go right from rankable to <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love well, you're that. all warmed up now, Jared, so I would expect a close. I, I, would, hope, <laughs> I would hope so. I hope so now. <laughs> but, but I want to say thank you again, Seth. I think we're running on our time here. I want to say I really appreciate it um, for joining Rankable. I've learned a lot. This segment is really, really important. Um, I definitely owe you a cold one when things when things. I love it. I Definitely. love it. <laughs> and for all those watching, thank you for, for joining in for episode 15. We are here because of you guys. Thank you for the continued support, the DMs, the messages. Like, it means a ton to us, the whole team. And, and shout out to the entire team for all the work behind the scenes. Kevin, Mike, everybody else, man. Love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much, Kevin. Bye-bye. All, right. all right. Take care.